This episode of The Loop is presented by G4. We've got good news. We've discovered everyone's new go-to golf shoe thanks to our friends at G4. Seriously, the new G112 from G4 checks all the boxes. It's modern, comfortable, and unlike any golf shoe you've ever tried. Every detail was thought through on this design, earning it the tagline, turf tested, tour rated. Just ask the range of tour players from Thomas Dietrich to Ryan O'Toole who vetted the shoe out during the design process. This athletic style is available in so many colors and designs for both men and women, you can wear a different pair every time you step up to the tee. From vibrant colors to classic staples, there's a G112 golf shoe for every type of player. Head to g4.com to check it out and see which G112 shoe suits your style. Nine was insane. It really fooled Azinger. He, there's no way that gets down there. <laughs> Hicks was like, I think it might. I mean, he kept saying it as the ball was down yeah, there. Nah, it's going to stay. I mean, that was the wildest. It was the worst call in the history of professional sports. <laughs> I think it might be. So bad. Welcome back to The Loop, presented by G4. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Steve Hennessy, Christopher Powers. Guys, what an incredible U.S. Open it was. I'm saying, I'm calling it a weird U.S. Open because, A, you have, not that, I mean, Wyndham Clark is a hell of a player, obviously, but he was an 80-1 to long shot. We just don't see that. I know, CP, last week you said, you know, it would not be a long shot. It was going to be a big (laughs) gun. We we all agreed with you, of course, all the, the majors for the last, decade it seems like it's always a a big gun um and who knows he will he might be a big gun but right now he you know 80 to 1 certainly wasn't um and then he had all a lot of other things that we'll we'll get into as well that kind of made this week a little different but um let's start with Wyndham Clark guys I mean obviously he won last month Wells Fargo Championship a designated event so he basically beat a major championship field at a course that is hosted a major championship as well as the president's cup in quail hollow. So um, he's a big boy. He can play big golf courses. And uh, obviously he had a hell of a week. We all kind of kept waiting for him to falter um, late Saturday. He did the club twirl, one of the most epic club twirls Iconic. of all time, set up that birdie, get him into the final round, a uh, final group on Sunday. And man, he held up all the way through Sunday guys. How impressed were you with Wyndham Clark? Really impressive. Yeah, we were, we were waiting for him to falter. And it was like all the saves that he had, like he he gave yeah. Rory chances to to get it. You know, the, the drive on 18 was wild. Any other, you know, 18th fairway at a U.S. Open, that's in real trouble. He's probably not making par. 17, great up and down. All mm-hmm. the up and downs he had. I mean, 11 was crazy. He, that's he just, one of the best I've ever seen. Right. Unbelievable. I mean, that green, you know, to, to be back there was nuts. Um, nine was insane. It really fooled Azinger. He, he there's no way that gets down there. <laughs> Hicks is like, I think it might. I mean, he kept saying it as the ball was down yeah, there. Nah, it's gonna like, stay. I mean, that was the wildest, it was the worst call in the history of professional sports. I think it, <laughs> it might be so bad. Yeah. Um, you know, we we love to knock Zinger, but um, that was, he deserved that was rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, that that was pretty bad. And he was laughing at himself afterward. He he knew how bad that was. Um, yeah, great for Wyndham Clark. His story is you know such a good one. His mother passing away while he was in college. Um, he he had to endure a lot. But this is a really great player. I mean, he was 
Uh, he was player of the year in the Big 12. He was player of the year in the Pac-12, as our guy Dave Gordon from ESPN pointed out. He's probably the only player to be the player of the year in two major conferences out there. And uh, yeah, he seems to be on the rise now. He's just had a great season before this, but now he's going to be on the Ryder Cup team. And he's a he's a world-class player. <laughs> I saw I saw Rapport tweet that. I'm like, man, these guys... Couple of wins, you're on the Ryder Cup team. It's incredible, and and people are Big kicking wins. off Cam Young already. It's nuts. It, it is no, a, Cam, Cam Young is yes he's done. He's <laughs> yeah. done. I mean, he's we, out. Clark's yeah. in, but I mean, you win the U.S. Open, and like Steve said, a designated event. I think Rapport called him a shoe in. I was like, I, Ooh. I mean, I guess he is a shoe. He's like third in, in points, or second in points. There, or something there like that. aren't many guys who have won <clears throat> majors that year, and right. Not- and True. Ron Daly famously twice did it and was left off teams. But you, I mean, you add in the designated event. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, Shuin, uh, you know, crazier things have happened. But you right. got to say, he's, I, I would have said the exact same about Cam Young without right. winning a major over the last however many years. But obviously, he's having that sophomore slump that Michael Breed uh, brilliantly pointed out um, yep. on our PJ championship podcast. And uh, yeah, look, Clark's amazing. That ball, that, that fade, I think he's here to stay for years. If that's how he's going to hit the, the driver um, you, you can win with a lot of tournaments with that at a lot of courses that, that cut shot. So um, yeah, Wyndham Clark, Ryder Cupper, who, who would have thunk it? That That's pretty amazing. I did love a lot of the, the LACC stands suddenly, Thought the fairway was too wide on 18 because their hero Rory um had no chance <laughs> right. after that. It's a it was a wild narrative flip uh, just on, on one shot. So um classic, just a classic golf t- Twitter weekend as as we know. And somehow I was able to keep tabs on all of it despite being in a wedding. But um, you know, a lot of people were asking me, why are you on your phone? And I was like, I, I can't, I can't fall behind. There, there's too much stuff going on right now. So uh, just an incredible, incredible golf Twitter weekend. Narratives flipping left and right. A lot of crying, a lot of crocodile tears um, yeah. from from a lot of folks. But that's why we love it. We're addicted to the, to the content. You're right. There's a huge overlap between yep the biggest stands for LACC. And again, I'm not. I, I, I said it to you as soon as I saw it. I said this course looks amazing. I would want to play it. Yep. Any day of the week. That being said, I'm not 100% sure that the U.S. Open is the right uh, event for it to host because that, like you said, that tee shot on 18, I mean, that was a slice, let's be honest. <laughs> and it didn't even come close to reaching the rough. I mean, it was easily in the fairway. So that, that was wild. Obviously, the day one, the scoring was absurd. I get it. They can't, you know, the sun came out later in the week. The course got crispier. You heard crispy, crispy, crispy. Just wait, green. just wait, just wait. Right, just wait. It it did happen eventually. Um, although they were still good. I mean, Rom went crazy on Sunday. Kim mm-hmm. went crazy on Saturday. There were still scores out there. That's fine. You can't have two guys shooting 62 in the yeah. same round. Uh, you can't. It, it's never happened um, in a hundred and what? My math is 128 years since the first U.S. Open in 1895. And then it happens twice in 20 minutes. You can't have it happen. So if you knew that it wasn't going to be crispy that day, you had to do something a little more extreme with the, with the pins or something, because I get it. You're not going to be able to change the fairway width at that point, but I don't know, Steve, how, what did you think? Again, I loved LACC. Um, I, I, again, I'd love to play there. I just, I'm not 
wild about <laughs> in the open and especially with this whole thing with i mean you got the defending champ matt fitzpatrick saying the atmosphere was very poor and right. you had lack of fans uh because of the limited tickets which i i think at marion maybe there were some limited tickets too but yeah they these the limited tickets were gobbled up by the lacc members to basically just keep the riffraff out i mean kind of disgusting we're talking about a u.s open here it was not very open, open. right <laughs> growing the game i mean get out of here with that <laughs> i didn't like it steve but but from a course standpoint what what were your thoughts how you well, saw the tournament yeah i guess just thursday you know it was the first time they had a u.s open there so they didn't really know what to expect from the course so they were a little softer with the the pin yeah. positions and looking back on it obviously you know they shouldn't have been and if they weren't and you know let's say they have a few tougher pins you know you're probably looking at a winner at like seven under maybe right. if there wasn't so easy of a Thursday. So I think that kind of shifted the narrative pretty quickly. Um, I wonder what you guys think. Do you think the USGA, I saw this on Twitter. Did the USGA do this as like kind of an excuse for their rollback? Uh, <laughs> rollback they, the conspiracy they made it theory? super easy to, to help one. their case. Well, yeah. CP is Mr. Conspiracy Theory. So I'll let him do it first. <laughs> I know. I was just I trying to like that. Yeah, yeah that, that's an interesting one for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if any of these golf organizations are as smart as we think they are. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they they had years to get it right. That's the unfortunate thing. You know, the Walker Cup was there in 2017. They should have learned a lot from that. And then, you know, five six years later, the, you know, they just it was too soft uh, on Thursday. So, you know, they're gonna probably change some things up before the next us open i think besides that yeah the fans the whole thing i'm sure cp has more thoughts than me it was it was kind of kind of a struggle uh atmosphere wise for sure yeah i noticed it right away thursday morning um which was understandable it was 7 a.m in, in los angeles and right. my sister lives out there i've been out there a few times now and you know just going out i'm up at 7 or 7 30 there because you're on the you're still on East Coast time and you go to get a coffee and it's like it's like the deserted city. It feels like when you walk around before 9 a.m. It's nuts. So I understand that there are late arriving crowd and traffic and all the excuses. But then by Saturday and Sunday, people were still complaining about it. Players were complaining about it. So um, tough luck, obviously. I I uh, I wanted to um, point out who had this take, but I was my favorite take just about back to the course that if this course was built in 2010, it would be universal shredding from golf Twitter. But yeah. because it's a historic George Thomas, everyone has to simp for it. Dude, but if it's it, Chambers yeah. Bay didn't get the same, no, you know, leeway never. or Aaron Hills, they got shredded. shredded. Our, our poor guy, Ron Witten, built this or designed this insane yep. course and it just got clowned on by everyone. But if it was built in 1895, oh, oh, we can't touch it. Can't touch it now. I'm sorry to whoever had that take. It was a great take. I'll I'll try and find well, it while well, these two are all, talking and, and give you credit. But it was well, the, it's I've, the I've right been, take. I've been saying that to Steve for 10 years. <laughs> I say that all the time. I'm like, I say that about Riviera's 10th hole. I'm like, if it was, you know, 10 years ago yeah. and it was and, and it was a Donald Trump course or something, <laughs> it would get killed. Murdered. I, I mean, just it's crazy how much. But but that being said, I do think, that, again, I don't want to knock the course here. I think it was awesome. I think the sixth hole was spectacular yes. I, I, every time someone got to the tee i was riveted um it like kind of even it wasn't 
you know, it kind of evened out with the scoring, like whether you went for, I know the, the people went for it with like a 10th of a stroke better or whatever, but like, it just showed you, you really could play it multiple ways. Um, I thought, I thought that was amazing, but no, no, the, the, the thing with me is in the last few years, I've finally caved in and I, and I think the masters is the best major, but for ever since I became a golf fan, the U S open was my favorite major. And it was because it was so tough and the guys struggled and par was a great score and everything else. And to me, we had this conversation or a lot of people did during the PGA championship when now they're going to kind of these old U S open venues and people are like the PGA stealing its identity, right. Loses its identity. Well now what's the U S open identity? Because I think you do want these tournaments to have some sort of identity. I mean, you know, tennis it's so much easier because you have, you know, grass versus clay versus hard court. But in golf, it's like all the, we always talk about how all the, all the PGA tour events just kind of mesh mesh together, but the majors should not. I mean, you have Augusta and you have the British open, which is links golf and all the elements you have the PGA where it's maybe a little more of a shootout, which again, they've kind of gotten away from. And then the U S open is supposed to be the hardest test. And again, the weekend it was, it was tough, but when you see guys at 10 under, it just looks kind of like, you know, the other majors. So to me, I, selfishly, I, I don't want the U S open to lose that, uh, that identity. And, and I do think that unfortunately, when you bring in um, a, a course like this with the wider angles, again, fantastic course. I wish it hosted a PGA instead that that's, that's my only take. So U S open, I think like some of its identity. It's I it's identity is and I feel bad saying this. We've got some some friends over at the USGA. I think they they do the best job they can, but its identity has become like fucking up the entire week royally. Right. Between setup and oh and it's an impossible task they have. I cannot reiterate that enough because they're hitting it too far. The ball is going too far. We can all agree on that, whether you want them to roll it back or not. It it's either make the course unfair. Right. Or keep it fair. And they're going to torch it if unless the sun just absolutely bakes it the hell out. So they have an impossible task of keeping it, like you just said, that identity being the hardest week of the year. I, I couldn't agree more with you, Myers. To me, like Saturday moving day at the US Open, shooting two under should yes. vault vault you up the leaderboard. Yes. That should be like the best score that shot that day. Yes. And you can make up like seven strokes just by shooting two under like okay. the tiger back nine at Tory in Oh eight. I think he shot two under that day. Uh-huh. He had an insane back nine. It's one of the greatest back nines of all time on moving yep. day. And it, he gained all this ground just by shooting two under right. that. That was the old U S open identity. Um, but again, I, it is an impossible task, especially when they go to a, you know, a new course that um, they're trying to make as hard as, as they can make it. So I don't know. I, I feel bad for them again. They, it is so hard to, to get it to be really hard, but also fair. Right. And so that the guys, these guys are going to complain no matter what. Right. Um, but, but that, still it's, no, it's, you're it's right. such a tough task for them. It is. It is tough because it's always like they get killed for making it too tough. And, screwed <laughs> and, stuff. and then now they're killed. getting killed for the opposite. But, you know, again, I feel like when it's, when it's, they get killed for the being too tough. It's just from the players. Whereas the fans at least like right. it. And it's like, okay, guys, I get it. It's tough. You don't want it to be unfair. I get it. You do not want it to be unfair, but it, when it, when you hear the players complaining, um, you know, and you heard Brooks in the beginning of the week, he was like, I love hearing the players complain because that means they're kind of writing themselves out and, you know, 
Jack used to think that way. Tiger used to think that way as well. To me, it's like, I don't care if the players think it's too hard. Yeah. Like, screw them. Like, this is the US Open. We want, we want to see them struggle. And so this time they're getting more complaints. Well, they got they got complaints about uh, the atmosphere, like we were saying, um, and little quirks about the course. But this year now it's like it was too easy. And um, and to me, they could have controlled this a little more. But you're yeah. right, it's it's very difficult. It might have been an overreaction to Wingfoot in 2020, like you know, put all this super with firm and fast, you know, to kind of negate all the criticism for, you know, the narrow fairways, crazy rough at wing foot that right. seemed to only cater to the longer hitters. Well, you know, th- this just kind of went a little too far with the width, like on 18, especially bring that rough line in like five yards or so. And Wyndham Clark's drive isn't in the fairway and, you know, still the fairway would be 40 yards wide. Like this was 55 yards wide or something. Yeah. So um, they could have controlled it on a few holes, a few holes, you know, that's how you play it. It's wide for a reason. And because the fairways canted, but you know, the venues coming up are, are great. And I think they'll, they'll set it up. Well, like Oakmont and 25 Oakmont's, I think the best U S open venue. That's my favorite one. Um, Shinnecock and 26, you know, that was great. I know again, to CP's point, they effed with it a little too much in 19, but the, they'll figure it out. Um, so, you know, I'm not willing to say they completely messed this up just Thursday. Um, they were a little too conservative, I think. I got to give a special shout out here to, and I didn't, look, I didn't know anything that she was even involved in this, but Julie Elion, she is a sports psychologist. And when I heard the name, I was like, that rings a bell. And sure enough, I Googled it. And, uh, you know, because we do so many posts here. Uh, not to pat ourselves on the especially back. Myers yeah. carrying the website. No big deal. Uh, I, I mean, I did put the website. I'm, I'm making a little comeback today. Well, yeah, you're back. Of course. I mean, it's that's <laughs> what you like to see. I'm I mean, inching, inching close. It's not your fault. All the people in your life get married during major weekends. But oh. I mean, please show some respect disgusting. for tournaments by these people. Um, but no, Julie Elliott, I had done a post. She was Jimmy Walker's sports psychologist. I don't know if we're still working mm. together when he won the 2016 PGA championship, but she only keeps about five or six guys at a time. She usually works with them for two to three years and they kind of move on at that time. And she didn't want to reveal all the people I did a story with her, but she didn't want to reveal all the things. Uh, Jimmy Walker, let me talk to her, but she didn't want her other clients. But anyway, she had won seven majors at that time. Hmm. So now we're talking seven years later, she starts working with Wyndham Clark in November of last year. Wow. That's it. And now he went and you know, again, he he's 29 years old. He's been around. Mm. He has not done anything really of significance till this year. So I got to give her a lot of credit. That's and amazing. Again, in a total, you know, obviously not apples to apples, but whatever. I, when I did my thing last year with the golf performance center, part of it was working with a psychologist, which I'd never done in my life on any level. And it made as big of a difference as anything I did with fitness, wow. as anything I did with a swing shout out, Dr. Josh Brandt at the golf performance center. <laughs> I mean, so I, when I, I used to hear that stuff and be like, get at blah, you know, whatever, <laughs> like, you know, tin cup, obviously with Renee Russo and you're like, you know, tin cup goes in there and he doesn't believe like, this shit works. I mean, Julie Elian is a magician and so are all, you know, Bob Rutella, a ton of other great sports psychologists who, you know, ec- are experts in golf specifically, because again, she just started working with this, uh, with 
Wyndham Clark, and he's already winning majors. And his previous six, well, the first year, I got the first one this year, she was with him and he missed the cut at the PGA, but um, he'd gone T75, T76, and four missed cuts at his previous six majors. And now he wins. Yep. I mean, that is just absolutely wild. So shout out to Julie. Um, guys, some some would some would uh, some would say more important than the caddy Myers. What do you oh think about God. that? Oh my God, we got to talk about that in a second. I mean, <laughs> for sure. But have you guys seriously? Have you ever worked on the mental game? No, no. It's it's amazing the difference I think it, it can make. And but how so? Like strategy wise, or no, like... just being able to not choke like a dog, basically <laughs> Clear, clears your mind. Okay. Right, just being comfortable over a shot. Or a little, little more comfortable when there's any pressure. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we all go out there and we play a normal round. It's fine. As soon as you are under pressure, whether it's yeah. your member, member Steve, yep. or it's my golf trip, or it's CP playing in whatever Jersey event that he plays in, um, it's totally different when you're playing in real yeah. competition. Screw I mean, guys, yeah. when we're playing Sites Cup, I mean, it's like, it's even different. I mean, so... Um, it's it just it can it can really help uh and i can't even imagine i i barely did it i mean i did like a couple sessions like these people have these got people traveling around with them they're on call all the time um so no, well, that explains it, because he so, was so good under the under pressure he was unbelievable he was unflappable. That's, that's why we expected him to falter like he's never exactly. been in this position in a major before so you know with that training and teaching exactly yeah. exactly um Okay, yeah, the caddy. I, that was one of my things to talk about as well. Uh, again, congrats to John Ellis, uh, Wyndham Clark's caddy, who was apparently assistant coach at Oregon when Wyndham Clark transferred there. Uh, Max Adler wrote a nice piece for us today about that. Um, and then Wyndham Clark was living with an adopted family basically out there after his mom mm-hmm. died. Pretty amazing stuff. But anyway, John Ellis, good for him. You're the winning caddy on the U.S. Open. Now you get a special award, though? It's not enough that he's going to get about, what, 350 k Yep. bag around and look i know it's a tough job and they work long hours but you know so do we by the way um <laughs> and uh this guy is gonna get an award on top of it at the i mean at the very least didn't i think didn't they at the olympics give the caddies like a medal fine yeah give, oh, give the caddies, right. fine give the caddies a little medal fine this is a special award it's like just let the guy have like a replica trophy then or something like I, to me it's like you know you want to know open you were the caddy I don't know. Too much. You guys know I'm. I'm. It's too much. On the cat. It's just. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not even. Everyone gets a trophy now. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was gonna say. The sports psychologist should get actually get the trophy. (laughs) She should get the trophy. She did the most. She should have a. She has a mantle full of major trophies. She should get a plaque. It's so cliche, but it's true. It's everybody gets something now. My God. I I just couldn't believe. So all right, I'm glad you guys. All right, I do have a couple bones to pick with CP though. Yes. First of all, yes. first of all, I get it. You're anti-Rory, and and you and I do this all the time with guys. Guys get pumped up too much, and I go, as it happened with Steph Curry. Sorry, Steve. I used to love Steph Curry, <laughs> the biggest Steph Curry guy ever when he was at Davidson and coming in. He got too pumped up. People started to say he's better than LeBron. Enough. I can't take it. I start to root against the people. CP is now rooting against Rory. I narratives, but he's rooting against my bets. I told you I go I went huge live on Rory yesterday. And CP's just rubbing it in with Wendy. <laughs> go, Wendy. Go. I mean, uh, oh my God. I mean, you didn't even have I money. Did, I, you bet I did. I don't honestly 
I didn't see that. I, I okay, really okay. swear to God, I did not see Fair that. Enough. I believe it. No, I went. I I, went. I didn't. I believe me. You're not the only one. A friend of ours was yeah. like really upset with me yesterday, and I like felt horrible about it. And I we don't have to get into who it was, but I'm sure I can. I imagine feel like there's was. there's yeah. beef there's like beef right now. It's <laughs> I I feel terrible. Like I. I prayed to the, the I prayed to God last night when I hit my, wow. my knees hit the floor to, for forgiveness because um, you were rooting against Rory and he had Rory. I guess I was being yeah. too um, too savage on social media for for some folks and um, I did when when he dumped the wedge shot on fourteen. Ugh. I mean, it's the most momentous shot of the entire week, maybe for him in a very long time in a major. Yeah. I, I don't when you know like that that is the biggest shot of the week it's a 125 yard wedge shot yep. with nothing but green behind the pin yeah yep. you cannot miss and he, exactly you cannot and he it. dumps it in the trap so i i thought i was just texting my golf watching buddies to say yeah. what the fuck did he just do right and that did not go over well and mm. i i understand when i have Maybe he had a bet on him. I'm sure he did. When I I would yeah. be feeling the same way, but I don't know. I just felt like that was a really big moment that he just fucked up. Can can we talk about it? And this, yeah. you would this be the first person, person. You'd be the first person to call out the guy. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That is, it's, I, it's embarrassing. I don't want to be mean. He he's given it his all. He's hard hard fought Sunday. One hundred percent. Can't well, buy a putt. It's brutal to watch it's, it's absolutely brutal to watch, brutal to watch. well but the, the um say, yeah the, i'll say i hopped on him live on the eighth hole and so then he does okay but which was literally and i went big and he went three putt there and i was like are you kidding me as soon as i bet this guy live he people yep. at that point he'd birdied the par five opener he'd played great solid golf mm-hmm. and then it's like okay he's gonna birdie this one he's gonna be tied for the leader or whatever and when he didn't get it done, it was like, holy shit, this is just like St. Andrews last year. He yep. is just not going to give himself any good looks. He gives himself. And there's no, look. you know, I Scheffler was there. John Rahm's not there. It's it's Wyndham Clark, it's Wyndham great you- player. We are we are all in on Windy C now. But like, right. you have got to beat Wyndham Clark. You're Rory McIlroy, exactly. And then you got to listen to him after he talks like he's like a journeyman who. It's like I'm getting so close. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. get like you are, Rory. You've done this four times right. in right. prominent fashion. I gotta keep putting myself in this position. Do it, just do it. Way. Yeah, it's Dude. crazy. Exactly. And we he needs Julie. He needs the psychologist. He needs Julie. He needs yeah. Julie. You could have said this again last week at the Canadian Open, the week before at the Memorial. If you're an all-time great player, and he is, there are. It's amazing how many tournaments we say this. You've got to win the tournament if you're Roy McIlroy. You just have to win. At St. Andrews last year, you have to win the tournament. Mm-hmm. That was even worse because at least on this Sunday with the pins and the crusty greens and everything, it was hard to give yourself looks on a lot of yeah. these. Right? At the Open last year, he was playing the 40 feet. And he just, you know, look, his lag putting is unbelievable. I mean, he mm-hmm. almost, every putt, it seems like it was going, except it's for like the, me abandoned. It's incredible. There you go. It just seemed like every putt was going to go in. And he, I mean, he, could have made two or three bombs but like you can't rely on that and again and you you get free you get the freest relief in the history of free relief and you Um, don't get up and down and you don't take advantage and you don't get up and down exactly so he gave him and then you got to go on twitter and everyone's just yeah i'm not going to say what i was about to say but everyone just oh my god 
it's like I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills in those moments. Yeah. Like he oh. bogeyed Greenside after free relief after he embedded yeah. a ball. It's Look, insane. If he had again, just like Sanders last year, and I think he had one makeable one, he didn't make it. He didn't birdie any of the last 17 holes. If he had just birdied two of the three par fives, <laughs> he wins outright. Instead, he birdies one, which was like a nine iron in for him. Right. He three putts eight and he dumps the wedge after, by the way, he should have gone for the green and two just to put it up there. He might as well. He dumps the wedge in there playing so tentatively and makes a bogey there. He shoots even on those three holes yep. and he loses by one shot. It just, what an Bottles absolutely brutal and now it's well oh, indefensible he, he, loss. He gets crap for finishing second. It's like, well, you know, tiger and Jack finished second a bunch. They, they put themselves there constantly, but then they would, Win the next one or win the yeah, right. I also have 15, the next 18 majors. Yeah. Right. He's not, he's just not do and I know it's getting harder, and there's more Wyndham Clarks and Cam Smiths coming up. It's like becoming impossible to win these, but he's he keeps putting himself there. Like he has like Brooks was getting shit for yeah, oh, now he's a choke artist. Brooks and then he, and then he goes out and yeah. wins, and everyone nobody makes a peep about all that right. shit they were talking about him. But right. Rory finishes second, and it's this glorious, hard fought run every single time. And yep. I, I want to be clear. I almost tweeted this at someone. I deleted it, but it's wow, like, restraint. it's like, for me, it's like the New York jets. Like I don't hate the New York jets. I actually would not mind seeing Aaron Rodgers and the New York jets have a great season. I want their fan base to suffer nothing but immense pain for the rest of their lives. I don't ever want them to win a super bowl. I don't ever want them to have any joy. That's the Rory. Th- I, the Rory fans for me, I want Rory to win every major he plays in. I want him to be the kid we all fell in love with. Yeah. yeah. The fans just bowing to his, his second place finishes. It it's makes me much. it makes me crazy. Yeah. So I'm glad that's... you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Someone made that <laughs> one of my friends made that comp. It's a great comp to be McElroy. At yep. his peak, you could say there's no most talented player time. in the history right. of the sport. He wins peak. big early, right? Yep. Obviously, Rodgers won the Super Bowl right away. And then you go forever without winning another one. It is yep. just absolutely wild. And, and Rodgers doesn't even win a playoff game anymore. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, that so I, I like that comparison. It's a, it, they're two of the all-time greats, but also two of the most mystifying guys yep. in the big spot. Uh, my other bone to pick with you, by the way, was the Sam Bennett tweet. And I wish you just stayed off your phone because every time you tweet something, I get <laughs> and I jump in. And look, it was a great, it was a great bet. The guy was sitting there right there, and he was what was it, five hundred to? One? I mean, it was a joke. Whatever shots back. Well, anyway, an hour later, we find out he shaved the goatee <laughs> in the middle of the tournament. Who's ever heard of such a thing? That's it, it, how do the you anti-playoff beard? Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's the dumbest move I've ever heard in in any sport. Yeah. So like, you don't. Jeans it's like a signature look too like he's he's yeah. burst onto the scene everyone's like what is with this guy's facial hair right. keep it lean into it embrace right. it and yeah that was and but again it's tough, like tough to see you're, you're in the hunt going into the weekend and then you do something that drastic <laughs> that is so bizarre so anyway if you hadn't tweeted of course i never <laughs> would even consider betting on him and i do and then and to your credit you you because you really were on the phone for someone at a wedding i, I gotta give you props <laughs> But to your credit, you're like, abort the bet. Get out. Get out. <laughs> I wish I did, but I did and, not. Uh, but yeah, it was too late. For I me, still so. liked, I mean, everyone was saying it's going to get so much harder, so much harder. That made me like it even more. At Ridge, Ridgewood last year was playing so insane, and he was shooting like, 
it was match play, but if you counted it up, he was shooting like five under, six under every day. It was, yeah, he was crispy really as hell. I was like, if this place bakes out, and I think it actually is a pretty good bet. Of course, he shoots 79. Um, it happens. You live and you learn. You, you, you make bets, you lose them, you win some. But yeah, uh, yeah that was tough. Just trying uh, to fire off tweets and stay in the mix. And, and you um, did. did a good job of that. We got to talk about uh, a couple more things, but really, I, I don't, I, maybe not much about Scotty Scheffler just because it is what it is. I mean, he's, yeah. he's incredible. Like he, every time they showed him, he's struggling either bricking a short putt or like hitting a drive and getting screwed. Um, or, and then somehow he's still in the tournament. It's just, he just hits so many good shots and, and he, he does hold like some crazy long putts and obviously hold the, the five iron or whatever it was on, on Saturday, but he's a beast, man. I, I, I gotta, I gotta give him credit to no. credit to Azinger. Say something nice about Azinger. I think he called him the well, best ball striker in the world before he holed out on 17 on Saturday night. Okay, fine. But CP, I will say this cause you weren't wall to wall coverage as much. as <laughs> Azinger obviously knew the stat like everybody did that right ball striking is basically other than tiger in 2006 it's like the best ever in the shot link era and so azinger just it's like he had that one stat <laughs> and he just leaned oh, into yeah. it. it was just people were like he's obsessed with sheffield it's like okay no i think that's just the one stat that he knows and he's just yeah. firing it off so it was the yeah. same thing as uh you know you have to be four shots back of the lead going exactly Sunday. i think exactly. he said that five times on saturday right. Like, right. dude right. we the get la- it. yeah it's like uh, it's like Waterboy. we know we yeah know. so he he like loves people like we're like oh he just loves sheffler's room for him like i don't know i think he just likes to bring up that stack it's like the one stat he knows um, no, but Ricky Fowler, Steve, CP, whoever, I mean, look, I've never been the biggest fan. I got to give him a lot of credit. I know he faded on Sunday, uh, but still record setting performance, a little asterisk there with, with obviously the Thursday conditions, but the most birdies ever in one round of the U S open, the most birdies for a week at a U.S. open. Um, he's still remained one of the most popular players despite his struggles we see him i know maybe whatever i, I don't think it can be an act when you do it every day the signing of the autographs the class yeah. he showed with wyndham clark after he lost I, I gotta give him a lot of credit um good for him yeah. he's great for the sport and um this his a win would have been amazing for business unfortunately he couldn't quite get it done but guys your thoughts on on ricky fowler kind of this resurgent ricky I mean, he's been back all season. The yeah. all the strokes gain numbers are incredible. So it wasn't necessarily a surprise to see him like around the lead. It was definitely a surprise, you know, that he shot sixty two. Was still up there. Um, I I kind of feel like you know you look back at some of these shots and these momentum swings. Him bricking that two footer on eighteen on on Saturday. I really think you know that makes a huge difference mentally going into Sunday. Um, you know, the asshole just puckers up just a little bit when you're sleeping and, you know, now you're remembering that two footer, you're like, shit, that probably cost me the U S open. And he was mm. not dialed, um, starting the round, you know, finds the rough on one, doesn't birdie it, uh, had a bunch of loose shots, which unfortunately that's the Ricky Fowler we know. And, you know, not coming up clutch. That's the Ricky Fowler. We know who only has five PGA tour wins and has been so close in these majors, it's really unfortunate. I do think he gets his victory at some point this year. And he's been close to the Zozo when Keegan won. He was close there. Um, I, I think he gets his win 
I wasn't necessarily expecting him to hold on to it uh, on Sunday. I was expecting him to play a little better than that five over or whatever he shot. I mean, was you tough. Know, really tough. Not yeah. even not even a factor on the back nine. Really right. tough. He's always been the the horse that runs out too fast and and then can't yeah. finish. Unfortunately, they were talking about it Thursday how he was in full attack mode. The there was no like oh I'm he's not afraid to go low that that phrase like there was no all right i gotta hang on to this five under six he kept trying to make birdies and then he did it again on friday i don't know you know how he's supposed to do this but you almost wish he could reserve a little bit in the tank and save it for the the final stretch as as they say in horse racing but he's always he did it at aaron hills he shot whatever it was 65 on thursday and then just could not uh could not keep it together the rest of the week so i agree with steve it, it, the wind's coming I would have loved it to be, be this week. Um, it'd be so cool. You know, I hope he has his moment. He he probably might only win one major if, if he does get one, but uh, yeah, he needs the Sergio Garcia moment at some point in his career. I, I hope he gets it. I wish it was this week so we could just kind of be done with it and he could check off the best player without a major label, which he might have reclaimed. Um, this past mm-hmm. weekend so um but yeah it's coming steve's the stats are insane it's like however many top 25s he's got like 12 top 25s a bunch of top 10s this felt like the first i think you said zozo he did contend but like true true contending mm-hmm. um so hopefully there's there's more of this to come i hope it's at uh hoy lake in in july yeah, he's, he, hey he's a sneaky good British yep. open guy so that wouldn't be crazy either um all right, and obviously he had plenty of perspective. He's got the daughter there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was Father's rooting day. for that, and I thought you know sports are scripted. That's what's going to happen on Father's Day. But poor <laughs> and Ricky. Wyndham, Wyndham Clark doesn't. Wyndham Clark's not even a dad. I mean, get out of here. <laughs> just kidding, Wyndham. You uh, seem like a good guy. Um, just like after the Masters, you have a designated event to follow up a major. These guys get, just get no rest. I mean, just the big guns going right back out there and cross country. I mean, think about Rory and some of these guys going from Canada to LA. I can't, I'm so tired. Back to Connecticut. Yeah. It's like Thursday night, Thursday night football. These guys are getting their brains beat in. Yeah. Again, they're all flying on the chartered private flights and everything else. (laughs) Um, Rory probably taking his own jet, not even going on the chartered flight by the tournament, (laughs) but, but the people of travelers, but but anyway, it is it is a lot of traveling. Uh, we got a tremendous field. Hey, this is the event in our backyard. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys are getting up there. I'm going to try to get up there for at least a day. Um, I played in the media event earlier. You know, I won the trophy, the replica. No big deal. Trophy, no big no deal. Big deal. Uh, close to the pin. You know, but um, <clears throat> no, um, it's it's become a big time event, and now it's officially a big time event as a designated event. So again, incredible field. Scotty Scheffler, the favorite, six to one, followed by John Rom, ten to one. Patrick Cantley, I mean, LOL. Let's not even talk about that guy. Ten to one. Uh, Rory, ten to one. Xander, twelve to one. Those are the favorites. Victor, eighteen to one. Wow, Tommy Fleetwood's up there, twenty-two to one. Okay, uh, guys, any any early thoughts on this event? Don't don't forget about our other neck of the woods event over at uh, proper proper Baltistrol. major venue, Baltimore Golf Club, the KPM. women. 
I'll be there tomorrow. Check out the check out the fiery tweets Ooh. coming to the LPGA. But uh, NBA, uh, championship, right? I mean, that's a yep. yeah. Major, APMG. Major I'm bringing uh, our daughter Tegan her first golf event yeah. to the oh, KPMG wow. on Thursday. So all right, immerse. so let's make, get her let's, fully immersed. Yeah, let's make some picks with that too. That's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, I took one of the all-time baths this week. The U.S. Me Open. Too. I won Just one. Well, actually, two. We won the hole in one. Hole bet. In one. Shout out, Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other bet I won, funny enough, was Keith Mitchell top twenty, who was wearing that incredible shirt yesterday. <laughs> and of course, it was you know seven guys were T twenty, so uh, mm-hmm. I won about twenty dollars of the um, hundred and thirty I could have won. So just a brutal week. I'm going to take this week off, except I, I will <laughs> use that twenty five dollars. From Keith Mitchell, single bullet on uh, Sahith Thagala, who mm-hmm. famously lipped out here last year to get into a playoff, I believe, with Xander. Um, had a nice little Sunday yesterday, if I recall. Yep. Great Sunday at the Masters, too. Um, yep. Been playing solid this year. Due for a breakthrough, um, single bullet on Sahith. <clears throat> Very nice. I like Steve? that. I mean, there, there's some decent odds on these guys. Like, uh, you know, Fleetwood's a little high. He's, I think, 22 to 1 at DraftKings, but you could find a 33 um you know fitzy at 35 uh homa at 40 i mean we're talking about the guys we love to rip um i kind of like tom kim he had a great weekend yeah. at lacc nope. he's five to one you know shorter course iron play second shot yep. yeah this feels like a, a tom kim course so that was a nice number i thought um russell henley i mean kind of same thing just you know one of the best iron players and had an okay uh weekend at lacc but i think you know top 25 or so so i might roll back out with him and lose some more money on russell henley as i love to do um yeah and maybe hovland at 20 i just think he didn't really like lacc at all and everyone was hyping him up before the week but it was obvious he didn't really get along with the course too much so you know catching a 20 is a decent break from the you know the cantlays and xanders at 12 and 14 so could probably be talked into to have at, at 20 and then you know tom kim henley and you know i think it's a, a week where you can get a, a longer shot come through um I'm wondering what cp thinks as someone who thinks long shots didn't have a chance last <laughs> week but uh maybe the, mis- Denny? the mistake the mistake i made with that is that like the u.s open is the the place where the long shot guy can win if you know they muck it up and it's hard so that was yeah it was a bad job bad job by me accountability as you as you can see from my twitter i say some stupid shit sometimes you know rolls off rolls off my back yeah when you uh when you send out 100 tweets a day you're bound not to be 100 uh, yeah, you're bound to you're bound to miss a few a few yeah. shots right you gotta miss a couple times um yeah denny at 80 to 1 i think is a good number too interesting back on denny oh yeah. what about harmy i actually bet american dollars on brian Harmon on saturday in a matchup and that pushed um, this is a Brian Harmon oh, course, hundred to one. Yeah, I, I'm seeing I, I'm seeing I, him over yeah. fifty five to one. So I don't know where you get the hundred. Hundred to one at uh, Bet Rivers in Unibet. So is that a real fight? Austin oh, yeah. Rivers. I've I've cashed wow. out Bet Rivers before here in Jersey. You get some each ways wow. also. So legit. legit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I got killed like CP. Although actually, I forgot my Scotty bet was a top five money back or bet back so i will be getting that back because that was a pretty big bet <laughs> too at least but now i have to bet that on something else 
Uh, mm. But uh, I really, it wouldn't have been that bad if I hadn't just loaded up on Rory. And again, two man show. Yeah. He was plus one twenty five. You got to beat. You got to be Wyndham Clark. I mean, I'm sorry. You just, mm-hmm. you just gotta do it. Gotta. So Rory killed me. I went way too. I kept adding and adding to Xander. I even added on Sunday when he <laughs> fell back farther. He was still like five back. He was two hundred and fifty to one. And I was like, yeah. Man, if he could just get to like, I thought like, you know, seven or eight under could still win at the time. Yeah. Like, That's crazy. So I was even tacking on there, but I, I lost a ton on Xander and I lost more on Rory. Um, so it was tough, but I love Tom Kim, Steve, you know, I don't need to be. So maybe that's my, uh, my money back on Scheffler bet um, on Tom Kim. We'll see. Like um, all right. What about, what about Baltusrol guys? Any uh, thoughts there? Mm-hmm. Then? I'm not, I'm not seeing any odds on DraftKings. Get out of here. Look, go to that's... odds checker. I'm... Odds checker has, odds checker. has a bunch. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not well, as Leona familiar. McGuire just won second event, right? Ireland, baby. On the last six holes there. Um, yeah. I mean, Rose, what Nelly's Nelly's back still back. hurt, I guess. Nelly's playing. She's on the interview schedule. I'm going to be there tomorrow. But... See this, see this buttery swing in person. Uh, she's not on the odds board. Oh no, she is eighteen to one. Oh my god, eighteen to one. Interesting. I feel like Mm-mm-mm. Rose Zhang single bullet though might be the move. Twenty to one. Ooh, mm. winner! Win the first major as a pro after winning her first start as a pro. That'd be pretty. Like back in Jersey down here, forty-five to one. She shalu. Why is she forty-five to one? She bombs it right. She can yeah, bomb this rough. Yeah, it's the rough is insane at Baltusrol always, but especially uh, for this week, as we know, our our guys yeah. uh, Snedeker and Maddie just played yeah. it and said it was brutal. So, um, are people going to be hot tip, listening? hot tip to any LPJ players listening. The caddies often tell me there to not fight it. Don't fight the rough. Just let the Don't club do the work. Yeah, they yeah. grow it against you. It's like yep. possible. Interesting. <clears throat> is uh. Are, are we going to hear people complaining that the uh, the women's LPGA has lost its identity and now they're going to Baltusrol? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a hack fest, just a chop fest. I mean, what's going on? Oh, no man. way! Come on, I might just... log off this weekend for once. I can't. I can't see the hate. What's the winning score going to be at Baltusrol? I mean, is it going to be like yeah, that's... or is it going to be like ten? I don't know. Like, what are they going to set it up as? Do you know, right. CK? Like how, how? I don't. How long are they going to play? I don't. We got to get the boots on the ground. Excited to see. Yeah. yeah. We'll find out tomorrow. And Lydia Ko, 33 to 1, seems nice. How is Some she 33 to 1? She's number one. Lexi's, Lexi's 66 to 1. I mean, what's Lex- going on here? Oh, Kupcho, your your girl, Myers, 45 Cupcho. to 1. She almost wow. won this last All week, right. too. She played well. Who was it? Someone on Twitter that we know has hit three LPGA yeah. Ian, winners in a row. Ian. Really? Ian. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the best way to play. It seems like these odds are much more generous yeah. than on the men's side. Holy, I mean, you got the Lydia Ko at 33 to one. Uh, that's that wild to me. Oh, Celine Boutier is a very accurate player. I know that. I've okay, I've bet money on her. She's 50 almost to one. won at almost won at Charleston, U.S. Women's Open. She oh, wow. in the mix. okay. TV oh, well, and how about I, I mean, Min Woo Lee was in the mix, Minji Lee is the defending. Minji. Yeah. U.S. Women's Open. If this plays like a U.S. Women's mm. Open, what, what's her odds? Steve? Thirty-three. He catches Ooh, thirty-three. Wow, man! Imagine I go big on that single bullet, Minji Lee. Ooh, <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> I, I could make. I could make it all back. <laughs> uh, awesome. 
Awesome. All right. Well, anyway, should be another great week with the Travelers Championship and the KPMG LPGA Championship at Baltusrol. Uh, awesome. A lot of, lot of great golf this time of year. That was a, a fun U.S. Open for sure. It was great talking about it with you guys. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again to our friends at G4. And thanks, as always, to our producer, Greg Gottfried. Check back next week. Hopefully, we'll have some good intel uh, from our boots on the ground. See ya. All right, I got to run. Good show, All right, bro. awesome. Yeah, good, good show, guys. Later.